What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. What's up, this is KGB. What up, this is DJ EFN. Yo, this is your boy Manny Digital. And we are and the we fatherhoods. Are. <laughs> fatherhood. My bad. Was that was that my part? Should I finish with that? That's uh, okay. It was like it was a uh, uh, a nice pause there for yeah. people to. I'm just people hold hold on to. That you're doing the Barry White at the end is is hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> Yo, that's my sweet and sexy voice, kid. <laughs> we don't need that here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have said pause. Right? There was there was a pause <laughs> missing. Oh God. Wait, so before, up, before we start, just so I don't hear your mouth, look, airplane mode, all right? Airplane right. mode. <laughs> Why, you were the one last time? Yeah, I'm always the one. Fucking guy, dude. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think this this would probably be a good episode to, um, at the end of the episode, right? We got a listener who, who uh, made a track. He's got a track up, and we'll play it at the end of the episode. Man, so- you got you got his info? It's a dope yes. track, too. Yes. I'm actually looking it up right now. Damn it. You caught me. That's <clears throat> uh, okay. Wrong. Yeah. It's his name cool. is... Actually, he goes by FNX. Uh, the At the official FNX. Letter FNX uh, on Instagram. He has a pretty dope song. Uh, I'm losing track of the name right now, but you'll hear it at the end of this episode. It's pretty dope. And so he shared the, the lyrics... I'm sorry, the, the track with us. So we're gonna we're gonna rock with it. So looking our, forward to that. It'll be our world our world premiere. Word. <laughs> world <laughs> premiere. And he got an album coming out this month too. So hopefully y'all check that out. It's called Daddy's Baby. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Nice. There we go. So we'll we'll play that at the end. So people can rock out to that. Yes. So happy new All year. Right. I think I think we might have said this already, but whatever. Happy yeah. New Year again. Yeah, we'll say it again. Yeah, it's it's good for a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got a quick question for you guys. Yep. So today's my daughter's eight month. Okay. Birthday. Eight, eight month mark. Yep. Mm. So it's a milestone for Congrats. sure. Um. So you know, between me and my girl, I have the magic arms to put my daughter to sleep. Right. Mm. Pretty pretty good at it. I could get her to fall out pretty much within like five minutes. If you know, in the right environment, like in the room, whatever, whatever. Recently, though, well, she had her first cold. She was right. sick. Remember, she yeah. was sick last time. Yeah, and she's obviously in the middle of teething as well. So you know that it makes her get a little crazy, where she like rubs her face or scratches her ear, or her neck, or whatever. But but most recently, when I've been trying to put her to sleep, she's been like fighting it hardcore, like thrashing, and I'm just like, is this normal? Like she's like violent about it. 
you know, where she slaps me, you know, <laughs> grabs my nose, grabs my cheek, grabs my ear. Ah, and she's like kicking. And I'm just like, yo, I told my girl, demon spawn. She's like, don't say that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yo, man, she's wilding out. And I'm just wondering, is that normal? Mm, yeah, I th- you know what? I don't think there is any normal. I think that uh, I, I think the, the kids, they just change on the drop of a dime. It's like one minute. You are in a flow and it seems like this is the way it's going. And then the next day something changes and, you know, they're doing something entirely different. Um, like, like what I feel bad about it, and this is what I'm worried about, is that I'm holding her tight because I know she's sleepy. Yeah. Because we, we know that for a fact that she gets a little feisty when she's fighting her sleep. That's right. kind of been normal. Yeah. But she gets now a little violent in a sense. Like you know, maybe I'm like, Maybe it sounds a little crazy than what it is, huh? Like kicking and screaming and that kind of thing. Kicking and moving her arm and wiggling a lot. And yeah. not, my, my son would do that. My son would do that when he yeah. was – because he, he didn't like to get put in a swaddle, right? So we'd do the swaddle. As soon as he tried to do the swaddle, he's yelling and he's kicking and banging and trying to get out of it. So I, I'd say it's I'd say it's normal and it's just going to continue to change depending on you, whatever well, it's, internally it's she's going through. the swaddle. I'm, I'm almost like I want to – regress to the swaddle because I, I i feel like she's gonna hurt herself and people you know or me like so what i do is i gr- i grab her like you know like you know like if, yeah. if someone you know like if someone in a, in a hospital is you know you need to like contain them so they don't hurt themselves mm-hmm. and somebody else right. like i'm holding her really tight i'm like oh man I, i'm like releasing the pressure to make sure i don't hurt her as well and then eventually she just like gives up and goes to sleep <laughs> you know like like she's just too much energy was expanded there so you said she's teething though right yeah, she's teething. That could that could be part of it, definitely. Yeah, I hate she's to break like, I hate to break it to you, but I, I think that's just the case of the Cuban, bro. The Cuban's finally coming out in heavy, <laughs> heavy doses. No, no, I definitely see the the Cuban. I see the the angry EFN side of her in her already, and mm-hmm. and and I see all that. But man, I don't know, man. I'm just worried. I just I don't know. Yeah, she's don't, wilding out. Don't be worried. Just adapt. This whole shit is just as it goes. Just adapt. Adapt. The best is when she slaps the dog shit out of her. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yo, you gotta, you gotta like see if you can catch a boomerang of that or something, bro. We gotta post that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not adapt fun. is the adapt is the right word. That that and sometimes you forget that you do have to adapt, especially when things are just going start to feel like they're they're just on kind of cruise control, and right. then all of a sudden something changes yeah yeah like like yesterday she was on one man she was just in such a cranky mood all day that me and my girl was just like yo what the hell's going on like she was just not happy she was not a happy camper all day what were y'all like it was were y'all like fumbling through different techniques and trying to figure out how to appease her or were y'all just like set her back and like fuck what like it's just none of the regular shit work like you know the things that we would default to like a toy or or hold her or put her here or put her there none of that none of that was working you know so it it, it, just, it was wild i mean today was actually pretty smooth she seemed to be in a good mood today I, I really do think it's the teething has a lot to do with it yeah and when she was sick which was last week being sick and teething i'm she you know was terrible for her she couldn't breathe through her nose and you know it's, it's all new to her you could hear the gargling and and so but yeah so that's that's where I'm at. I'm just I just want to make sure that she's you know she's not a demon spawn. <laughs> <laughs> she's 
he's like, Satan's my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my angel is not an angel. <laughs> does your does your girl get upset um, when you say things like that? She gets she gets she gets don't you dare she slaps me don't you call her a demon like yeah just kidding bro Satan has a sense of humor (laughs) we've got a uh, we've got a looming teacher strike out here in L A oh yeah Yeah, I don't know you might have seen it in the news or not but uh, yeah L A U S D is on the verge of a strike. With the shutdown period of the government, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, man, that really worked out too well. So it was actually supposed to go down tomorrow, and uh, and I guess they didn't file the right documents in time to uphold whatever needs to happen with the strike. But so now it's pushed back until potentially uh, all month. counties, all LA county, like oh LA, yeah, all LA. Yeah, LA, I gotta USD. talk to my because my cousin's a, a teacher. I gotta ask oh, okay. Him. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that so I think LA school district has hired about five or six hundred substitutes. Um is that in enough? Case, in the case of the strike. No, it's not gonna be enough. Yeah. <laughs> but what's wild is that I, I was reading something and and part of the strike is uh for for increased pay for the teachers and smaller classroom sizes. I think if I remember correctly, I read that actually when they did the math, the substitutes uh, will end up making be making more hourly than <laughs> than the teachers oh. normally make. So this is so going to be kind of, a, that's kind of a slap. This is going <laughs> to be a long one. Could be, yeah, could be. Yeah, because if you think about it, if it, smaller classes um, will equal it, probably having to build more schools or something. No. I don't know how they would do that. Yeah, it's got to be something because right now I think the mat, the the cap size is about thirty students per class. It, my son's school, he's at about tw- anywhere from twenty to twenty five kids in a class. And that's a lot of you know that's a lot of yeah. kids for a teacher. Yeah. And then some don't you know some have teachers' aides, some don't, um, and they rely a lot on the parents to uh, you know to help with things. Um, but yeah, I think when they do the the strike, they're saying that you don't have to send your kids to school. Uh, there's a lot of parents that will still need to send their kids to school because it's also right. a form of child care, like a daycare. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it's like they're saying, okay, you know, grades K through three, everyone's going to be in the auditorium, you know, wow. all day and break it all. So. But it's also if you send your kids to school, and it's also there's a lot of talk about. It's sending a message that you're not standing with the teachers, you know, for, oh, God. for their rights and all that kind of stuff. So, so they're going to get mad at you. What do you guys think about that? I, uh, Bruh, I think each individual has to deal with their personal life. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking like, because like here, for instance, when they have like an allotted amount of days that they can miss school, like a snow day or Whatever the case, right? Is, yeah, right? there's a certain amount of unex- like excused versus unexcused absences. I mean, in the in the in the in the event of a strike, if a kid doesn't go to school, they cannot count those days against oh, them. Okay. So that's all out the window. It's really more of, uh, you know, do you want? I'm not sending my son to to school, school. during a strike. Yeah, um, I think in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I think you might as well stand with the teachers because they deserve more pay, and and you want it's a better environment for your kid. But yeah, there's some people that just don't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. And the, the other thing too, the other like your son is probably 
pretty well used to the manner in which he's being taught by the teachers that are a part of his right. you know, every day. Right. I would be skeptical to send him simply because that routine's obviously going to break now. And I'm fearful of the negative implications of that. Oh, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. The, there have been a couple times where there's been substitutes if the teacher's been out sick or whatever, and he comes back and says, oh, man. These kids were wilding out in class today because yeah. we had a substitute, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, even in the normal flow, that 20 to 25 kids with the teacher who's normally there yeah, that's crazy, can, get, man. Can, get a little, can get a little crazy. Um, but then to have all the kids in an auditorium with substitutes and and on top of that, it turns out that there's they um, just said in the news that L.A. has kind of like um, – Drop some of the standards for background checks on oh these folks to speed the process. So instead of doing like a federal background check on people, they're just checking, you know, the sex offender registry and stuff like that. So then you also have no idea like who's watching these, you know, who's watching your kids. Yeah, I thought, I thought crazy, LA man. and California in general supposed to be a model state and city. The hell's going on here? Oh, there's a lot of shit that goes on out here, man. <laughs> you okay? I, I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna scout the neighborhood, see if there's a couple houses out here, so you could, you know, up, nah, nah, come upgrade. Make your way to Miami, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go to New York; it's too cold out there. Yo, cold. Need the beaches, man. Yeah, man. So I don't. So we'll see what happens with this. Yo, not strike that, action. You bring up a good point. Now I got to check what the background check situation is over here because I want to know what their criteria looks like because I'm I'm not aware. For for what subs? Yeah, well, for teachers in general, like, yeah, what's yeah. the process? Because I don't know. But now that you say that shit, I, I'm hoping that they go all the way and do the the right thing. But you never know. I don't want to send my kid to school now, man. <laughs> Relax, yeah. Chanji. You, know, you guys ever? You guys heard recently? Now, now, you know, we all know the Catholic uh, church and schools or whatever that with the priest stuff, right? right. Now the nuns have been wilding out oh, like come on. history really? of nuns yeah like people are like i mean right now it's just girls uh, coming out but uh some some women have come out saying that when they were young nuns took advantage of them drugged them got them drunk and wow. and taught them how to you know have sex um wow. so yeah now they're, and they're saying that the nuns were able to hide it more efficiently than the priests because just people just weren't thinking of them and then they were just a little bit more closed in or you know tight-knit but yeah, now the nuns are the wilding out too. So it's like, sh- what the fuck, man? Like you can't say you can. Like I just don't trust no, anybody with can't. my kid. Yeah, you gotta like I. We hardly have allow any kind of like unsupervised one-on-one interaction with anyone outside yeah. of you know my wife and I. Dude, my period. Yeah, <laughs> I brought this up to a friend of mine at the gym today, and then he tells me. That I don't know if it was someone he knew or a story he saw in the news. I, I don't remember, but he said that um, a kid, a, a guy, a guy was with his daughter in a supermarket, a, a packed supermarket, mm-hmm. and the daughter tells him, "Daddy, this man just touched my butt." And he was like, with his daughter, but he was holding her hand, or supposedly, and he was like, but he, be- you know, he believed her, but he was just like, how, you know, but. So he went to the store manager and asked to watch the video camera. Uh huh. And turns out some freaking pervert, while they're like looking at like food aisle with other people around, like was patting the girl's butt. What? Wow. Yo, sorry. And then they they approached the dude, and then supposedly the dude, the the guy that they accused, wild out with like a knife, and then the cops had to come and they got him. 
But yeah, bro, like it's just weird things, man. Like, yeah, the only libra. The, the, the point of that was what my boy. The point he was trying to make to me is, even with you being right there with your child, something yeah. still happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so imagine leaving your child, you know, away from you for a second or whatever. Yeah, it's fucked up. Scared, bro. I saw some video like that on, it might have been CNN, actually, that there was some random dude that just passed by and kind of took a swipe at the little girl, like a little girl's behind. It's the the same story? Nah, but the father raced after him and whooped his ass. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't let that happen. Let's have him on fatherhoods. Yo, if I could track him down, (laughs) we're going to get him. Talking about all this, and I, I don't know if this is a topic we want to touch, R. Kelly, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we should. Damn, we should probably shouldn't say the word touch the topic. We should use some other oh, words. Oh, damn, come on, man. I'm saying this yo, that shit's like hypersensitive. I mean, look, look, this this type of topic, like of course, like on Drink Champs, the guys want to talk about it. I'm not interested in talking about it in general, but being that it's fatherhoods and and it's parenting and it's it's kids, and this is what this is dealing with i mean i think it is a viable topic to, to, to bring up well look it's uh, so i think uh, i think um I'm, I'm assuming none of us are shocked and we probably no we've all, we've all knew that this was what it was when we heard about this years and years and years ago right. and, and i was i was just kind of apparently you know i'm just surprised that no one was up in arms back then right you know? um but then it also goes back to not not putting blame, but it just goes back to uh, what we just saw, like leaving your kids unattended or, you know, how, how do you trust people and and, you know, hand your child over to folks, uh, you know, with an understanding that they're not going to get taken advantage of. I mean, that that's a hard one to that. That's a hard one to decipher. And I'm just talking generally. Yeah, well, right. And and we have to understand that in some situations, and I can't say this is the situation for all these people and all these kids. Some people might come from a poor background, underprivileged, you know, background, whatever, and they want better for the kid and they can't necessarily be there and every step and watch it. And they're just thinking, you know, this guy can potentially help my child reach a different level that I can't help my child reach. And you kind of blindly right. hope for the best, you know, right under the guise of, Oh, this, this, this guy's a, a superstar and right. he, you know, he sees talent in my child and right. You know, they're going to do the right thing and, and take her on the road and make her a star. And while, you know, truth be told that it's, you know that's not happening. That that whole shit just disgusts me. <laughs> like I've been I've been avoiding all of it, like the series that's on or whatever. Like I no, no, I haven't watched it either. And and, yeah. and I don't know if you know. And I, I'm not trying to. If you watch the, we did drink chance with uh, the dream. Yeah. And 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 it got awkward because he was bigging. Up. I forget because I was drunk, of course. And but I know we started talking about R. Kelly and 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 I was just like, and he was just bigging him up, and I'm just like, yo, but. If this is true, then you know it's not. Dude's not cool. He's not really right. You know, as good as we're talking about him right now. So, whatever, man. It's just weird, man. It's just crazy that uh, that some that these so many kids apparently, so many young people seem to have been Affected. exposed to this. Yeah, it's not which which also seems. I mean, and it's not just R. Kelly. I mean, this is something that. Uh, oh no, no, no! It's happened. not just R. Kelly. Yeah. yeah, and this is something that happens that you hear about and. In entertainment, right? 
all the time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. scumbag nation for sure. Yeah. I, sure. I, I worry about it, <clears throat> excuse me, from like just a slightly different angle, the, the sports side of things where, you know, for instance, my daughter, she she goes and plays on, on oh, a Catholic, okay. Catholic youth organization league, right? And then the coaches, I mean, her coaches so far have proven to be excellent people. But when she's introduced to a new team, I'm very hesitant. I'm always around. I'm like, literally, I'm like the only parent that stays through the practices for several of them just to gauge what's going on and who's coming in and out and all that stuff. Yeah, as you should. Right. But but I found it so strange. I'm like, yo, does nobody else give a shit about where their kid is? And, and you know, you got you got to be very careful because just as much as, you know, the nuns can get down with it and entertainers, you got a lot of kids in these youth programs all over the country. And, and for instance, a lot of these AAU groups, they travel. So they go to different states, sometimes different countries. So you got to really entrust your kid to these people and really have a sound understanding of who they are before that thought can even come to your mind to say, oh, yeah. you know what, go. I don't even know how we stumbled upon it. For some reason, we ended up reading some information about the police athletic league yeah. here, the, the local one, and and that place had been marred by abuse by you know some some cops who were running that in you know in, oh. in that program, and they had they had abused some of the kids there. So it's just like you know, it's all over the place, man. Yeah, it sucks, bro. Can we touch a lighter topic? <laughs> Jesus Christmas, man! I don't know if it's a lighter topic, but here's here's a. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's kind of a a semi serious topic. But yeah. what are your thoughts on um, kids uh, pretending to play with guns or pretend gunplay with each other? I mean, that's a tough one because I was one of those kids. That played heavily with guns. I mean, to the point where I was like, it got to be realistic. It's you know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not getting no neon green gun. My thing got to look like an M16 legit. <laughs> you know, I want the clip and, you know, and I'm I'm wearing the appropriate gear and we got to move accordingly, you know. So I don't know, man. I, I don't I just I don't I guess different times call for different, you know, different approaches. And maybe those were, you know, and in times before us, maybe times were more innocent and cowboys and Indians or whatever and playing army, playing G.I. Joe or whatever the hell. It was just innocent. But now it just seems like it's a little bit more serious and, and there's a lot more things happening and there's video games to go along with it that add a, another level of gore that desensitizes these kids to why I think some of these kids, although, you know, it's. At the end of the day, ultimately, it's parenting, I believe, mm-hmm. because I think a kid could be exposed to a lot of things. But if they have the right parenting, they know what's real, what's not, and, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I think these kids see all this stuff, and then they can easily go out. If they can do a first-person shooter all day, every day, you know, and these games get more and more graphic, it's nothing for them to put themselves in the mind frame of, that's what I'm doing when I actually do something in real life. I mean, with the advent of uh, this artificial intelligence and all that good stuff, I mean, all they got to do is just put that, that uh, whatever, those goggles or what have you, and they run around. They could potentially even have something that's very real. Like my kids, you know, people give them guns for, you know, whatever, Nerf guns or what have you. 
and they play with them. But I have, I almost have like an unwritten rule when it comes to that. I'm like, yo, don't point them at nobody's face. Right. And don't be close range. Like those yeah. are my two things. And it's been that way pretty much my whole life. Cause it's always been toys, obviously, but I just feel weird about that shit. Like, it just it's it just triggers like all right if this shit was a real situation now he's got this habit that this is kind of where it's at so I'm just that's my little way of kind of taking it back to being just a, a toy. So what if your son is uh, aside from a Nerf gun or a water gun or any of that kind of stuff? What if he just picks up like a random something, a stick or whatever, and then he starts running around going chum chum chum, you know that kind of that kind of shit? How do you feel about that? I, I don't Bo- bother you at all. Or? That doesn't no, I, and I think it goes back to what E just said because we we set. I think we've done a decent job setting kind of the the expectation around what they're doing. So we try to explain to them and show them things throughout you know, the course of life of like the negative implications of certain things. Sometimes it's things that they play around doing in the house, which is all you know, uh, of, of fun and good nature, but can easily turn the other way. So I'm hopeful that that's, you know, been able to help them rationalize what they're doing. You know, what's crazy. Um, and I've always said this. I've had friends that um, grew up uh, by their their parents teaching them to to they, they grew up in the culture of real guns, mm-hmm. but like for hunting and, right. and target practice. And I've and I've I've noticed that those kids and this is going to sound probably crazy, but those kids that grew up with with uh a healthy respect or they were taught to respect weapons and use them for certain things. And this is how you take care of a weapon, clean a weapon, shoot a weapon. A lot of those kids ended up being less into like the whole, like I want to have a gun or brandish a gun or into that whole macho gun culture. And they seem to be more respectful of, of, of weapons, of guns. And I don't know, you know, I'm not saying that we should have like in school, like a class for everybody to learn about guns, but Truth be told, society has to change its its approach on on how we you know we kind of like educate children about weapons and, and 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 violence and all this stuff because it just I think kids are confused, man, and and I think just video games and I hate to be the guy that says video games and movies because obviously we grew up in a time where we're like come on, man, like don't don't you know explicit this and NWA or movies and we're like ah turn it off, but I think that. Other things going on in in society put these pressures, and and then there's mental instability that, and there's all these things that we just don't know how they're affecting children. That then, on top of that, gun, you know, the the video games and the movies, these kids are just like, and I don't know. I just think that just desensitization, and I can't even say the word, but <laughs> is 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 really what's going on. I think ultimately at the end of the day, but I I would like to say that there's nothing wrong with kids pretending to play with a gun, but. I don't know, man. I want. I want to hear Kay's tone was very serious when he even proposed the question. Because is this happening to you right now? Not too often. Every now and then, you know, because I I know that at school recess, uh, there are times where you know there's kids running around and they're pretending to play guns, and that's actually not allowed at at school. Um, And my son will come back and he might be messing around and they'll say, are you allowed to do that at school? And he goes, no, so-and-so got in trouble for doing that as well. And we have a pretty, pretty much a, a no gun policy. Like don't, I mean, he's, he's had a water gun, like when in the pool, that kind of stuff. 
but we and we explained to him about guns and what they're for and you know how they if you use them wrong how they can hurt and you know that kind of stuff and but we definitely don't encourage uh him playing around like that because we just don't really want him having that kind of psyche of uh i don't know and i we could be totally wrong i mean we were at the was at a kid's birthday party a couple months ago and i don't know how the subject came up i think because there were the kids were all running around and some of them started doing the whole, you know, gun stuff. And um, some of the parents were telling the kids to knock it off. And then as one of the parents, she she just came out and said, you know, it's important for boys to play with guns and know about guns. She goes, it's it's part of uh, a boy's nature to, you know, it's scientifically. I wish I knew ridiculous. I knew I wish I knew more about what she was saying. Uh, I might do some research on it, but she was saying that there's been some doctors and studies just saying that guns and playing with guns should not be taboo for boys because it's, you know, it's part of their nature. And the more that they learn about it, the more that they're exposed to it, um, you know, it kind of appeases this, this animal de- instinct, this desire inside, <laughs> you know, too. So I, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's true. some. I'm sure there's something to that, but I, I don't think it's specific to guns. Maybe well, just aggression. And this male- is this. And they, this is a couple months ago, and I and I was just kind of eavesdropping on the conversation, and mm-hmm. I didn't uh, engage too much on it. So I don't. I I don't know a whole lot of it, but um. But yeah, so. I, I just find it fascinating that she focused on boys. Now, granted, I understand boys act differently than than girls, but, I mean, I'm. I'm I know plenty of girls who are great marks women first and foremost and enjoy responsibly having guns. So yeah, right, but but you're talking about probably grown women already. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I think we're talking about when I I didn't know too many girls. I mean, I knew some girls that wanted to always play with the boys and and did did the you know did the gun thing. But most of the girls I knew were were doing you know were playing with with more girl toys or whatever, and the boys were doing this. Maybe we were just sectioned off that way, and that's why it just ended up happening that way. But I do think there is something to say about some little boy male aggression thing where something psychological makes sense, but I don't know if it's specific to guns to per guns. se. Yeah. My wife used to go hunting when she was like 10, 11, 12 with her dad. It's a whole different story, but she enjoyed it. I think that's healthy, man. I don't know. I think that if I'm not, I'm not necessarily like that type of gun dude. But I had a a good friend, a best friend when I was young, and his dad took him hunting from when he was really young. And, and he had in his room, this is, we're like 14 or 15 already, but he had already grown up with guns. He had a shotgun in his closet. Damn. He'd pull it out. He'd clean it. And, you know, you, the parents would be in the next room hearing, <laughs> and they weren't scared because, he, and he was very responsible. He would right. be like, you know, safety on, bullets, you know, no bullets near the gun, you know, never pointed in your face. And he's this kid showing me. And then I was like, oh, cool. And we would go skeet shooting and all this stuff. And and I just, and he was like the most responsible person. And then what I noticed is that these other kids who didn't grow up like him, when they got to an age where they were allowed to be around a gun and not allowed, but like they're just teenager who wants to be a gangster and they can now get a hold of a gun. They were the one brandishing the weapon. They're the one putting it in their holster, you know, like in their in their belt line. Like, look at me, I got a gun. And they were being a little bit more violent with the gun. Mm-hmm. 
and aggressive than my friend who actually had like an arsenal in his you know in his room next to his he-mans so <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great visual <laughs> <laughs> oh man I've, I've been thinking about getting my gun permit and all that up here for no other reason really just to, than to use it for sport to like go you know shooting yeah. range and that kind of thing not really hunting i don't really care for that but just to bu- bust all some shots you know and Skeet shooting is fun as hell man that is fun i almost went take ig and... photos with it and shit nah chill <laughs> i'm fucking with you <laughs> and for our uneducated folks skeet shooting is not what you think it is <laughs> <laughs> i did it i did it once i skeet shot once and my dumb ass. And she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> was that and at the... Sinner? Was that at Sinners or where was that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, some backwoods up here in New York. <laughs> but uh, I ne- I didn't put on the, uh, the oh, earphones. Man. With a shotgun? That... Yeah, yo. Yeah. You shoot with a shotgun, my bad. Son, <laughs> I was I was I thought I really went deaf. Like I yeah. I was feeling for blood. I thought that that's how hard it hit. I hit the the skeet, but I skeeted on the, I skeeted the skeet, but but my ears were ringing for like busted the skeet. I busted the skeet. It's all right, guys. We're twelve. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> we're getting in the mind of a twelve year old boy right now. <laughs> but it was like an hour. I want to say that shit was ringing and I couldn't hear anything. So don't do that at home. So the moral of the story is that we don't know what to say when it comes to kids using toy guns. Yeah, I guess it's, uh, yeah, it just kind of depends on the kid and the situation, I guess. Yeah. Because, of course, if you think your kid's a demon spawn, you don't start to introduce toy guns. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys smoke cigars. Do you? I don't. I don't. Okay. I've I've tried it, but no. But not something you do, like, every now and again. No. Nah, I'm not that. So I you? do, I do maybe like, maybe like two cigars a year or something like that, very infrequently. But around the kids. Well, here's yeah, here's the thing. So like, rub. Uh, I'll do it outside in the backyard, and I try to do it right around one time they're going to go to sleep or where they're away. But some way, shape, or form, it doesn't work out. And then I see them like on at the window looking at me in the backyard, like. <laughs> and then I wait till they go to sleep. The next day, there it's the Inquisition. They come to me like, "Why are you doing this to yourself?" Oh man! <laughs> and I feel like complete shit. I'm and I, I can't be like, "No, it's okay," because it's not. And and they're asking me point blank, like, "You know that cigars kill?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, but candy wait, kills." It, it, well, the good thing about cigars is you don't actually inhale. You inhale, mind, and, so. and that's the thing. Do you, why should you feel guilty? I don't. I don't agree with that. I Be- think you're a grown ass adult. Yeah, and you're not doing it often. It's not like you're doing it every day, so it's not really bad for right. you. Well, so maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't think two times a year is bad for you, man. You could no, right? I I think I, I agree with you, which is why I don't feel that bad doing it so often or that infrequently. But you could still. They say it can lead to cancer in the mouth because you're holding the smoke for right. a period of time two times a year no right I'm, that's what i'm saying so i explain right. to them i'm like but they they get me with the question why do you do it i mean it's something i enjoy but what does it do for me in that moment i couldn't tell you like it's not something that i, I feel like for instance i don't feel high 
I don't feel you don't get that lightheadedness that people say. I don't know. You like the flavor of it? Is that it? It's kind of strong, but I do. I, I kind of like the just the the act of exhaling that fucking uh, humulus like cloud. Yeah, I'm going to get that right. So I get stuck. <laughs> so, I, so actually, I brought that up because it's the it's the closest thing I could tie to say if in my house I had guns, right? Um, them that exposure to guns. I think in this day and age, if I just got a gun, like I'm thinking about doing, I think I'd get the same kind of thing from them. Like, why? What are you? You're gonna? Oh my god! What if? Why would uh, they have to know you have guns though? I mean, they don't have to know. They don't know. They don't have to know, but. I don't think I can do a good enough job to hide it, and I don't think I want to. Like, I have, I'm thinking about that too, because I have two weapons in the house, and I'm starting to think, like, okay, I got to start to, you know, make sure I get the, the, the safeties, the locks mm-hmm. for them, or safe, or whatever. But at the same time, me being the exaggerated thinker sometimes that I am, and I'm saying to myself, well, if I need to use the weapon in an emergency, I don't know that all that stuff is going to be helpful. Right, it's gonna prevent you no, from getting there. Dude that wants to have, you know, a gun under my pillow, a gun under my bed, a gun under my toilet, <laughs> just in case different scenarios pop off, you know. And <laughs> it sounds crazy, but hey, bro, there's crazy things happening out here. No, you're right. You know, these you know, people the hard... break in the daytime out here. So you know what the hard the hard thing about all this is that it's the whole consistency issue. It's it's. You know, we as adults tell our kids, you know, don't do X, Y, and Z, and then we might be, we might ourselves do X, Y, and Z, yeah. and if they see us do it, then, you know, yeah, we have our explanation because we're older, but they don't necessarily understand that aspect of we might know more now that we're older and we understand, you know, the pros and cons like that. I don't think they necessarily get that, so that becomes a difficult conversation when, you know, we're telling them one thing, you're doing the other. Yeah. But why do they have to see the weapons is what I'm saying. Like, if you have weapons and, and you have a gun or whatever, why do they have to see it before they're ready to see it or understand it? Like, you could have a gun. You could have your permit. You could have it stored away, you know, put away. And you could go to the range and they never know any different that you went to the range. Mm-hmm. And when they get a little older, you'd be like, look, this is, you know, my gun and, you know, blah, blah. You take them to the range maybe in case of an emergency. This is where it's at. Because now they're old enough or whatever, if you want to tell them this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to tell them. No. So that I don't think that breaks the consistency part. Just stick with nunchucks, man. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell that to, to homie when he comes in with the AK-47. <laughs> like, like I mean, look, you know, my girl, like, she doesn't like guns. And and, and we've, we've uh, discussed, you know, me having – we don't talk about it much anymore, but we've discussed it. And, you know, we all laugh and we, we, you know, we say, oh, you know, you probably don't need it. But there's a story that always stuck in my head that happened to someone. Uh, not that I really, I mean, I, I knew I had met the dude, but so there was this dude, I'm not going to name certain names, but there was a dude that, that did promotions for a rapper out here, a big rapper. And he was just a promotion guy. So he had the rap vehicle. Mm-hmm. He would park the rap vehicle in his crib, you know. And so some people thought that because he was associated with the rapper, he was paid. Right. Mind you, he lived in a very humble home. He just had a rap vehicle associated, you know, and that he worked for the dude. So then they ran up in his crib. They laid out his whole family on their knees. They put the guy in front of his family and they said, we want you to take us to the safe with all the money. And he's like, I have no money. And they're like, if you don't take us to the safe with all the money, we're going to kill you right in front of your kids. 
and they killed him because he had no money. And they killed him. So we might say that, oh, it's exaggerated to think these certain things, but going back to, you know, living, you know, we live in, we work in the industry or whatever, whatever. There's people out there that, that that just, it's, you know, they think differently or they think you're paid or they think you have this or not, or they just break into your crib just for the hell of it. So that's what worries me. You know, it's like, what do you do? How do you protect your family? How do you do this? You know, I don't know. Whatever you do, don't get on the next door uh, app because <laughs> then you read about all kinds of break-ins and shit in your neighborhood. No, uh, the Ring app. That's what right now the Ring is telling yeah. me, and it's all like zero point two miles, zero point one miles. Your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Have you seen the guy that licked the 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 the? the <laughs> this is this happened in Florida, so you probably haven't seen it. There's a video. This is on on the local news of a of a guy caught on camera. Licking the doorbell of a house for three hours. <laughs> for three hours. For I'm gonna show you via Skype, you guys can see it, but our, our obviously our listeners can't see it. For three hours. What kind of maniac is that person, Jesus bro? Christ. Oh, those ring those ring videos are scary. Scary <laughs> as hell. Look, 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 look. Hold on, let me. So this is the dude right here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, 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 can, can we post that on our IG, please? <laughs> you want me to send it to you? Yes, yes, send it to me. Yo, so I'm just saying, man. There's a the world is getting crazy, bro. How can you? Nunchucks ain't gonna cut it, bro. <laughs> Up to me, I'll have an anti-tank missile, man. <laughs> Yo. Yo, his face was priceless, man. <laughs> yeah, it won't close, man. Stop. Get away. Hi, <laughs> <Ay>, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this week I had to uh I had to go to a performance. So my kids, I feel like there's pros and cons to this in my head, but I, I guess I want to talk to y'all about it. Just see what your take is. So my my daughter had, she takes chorus as part of uh, middle school, like as one of her classes. And they do, you know, whatever, spring and winter concerts or what have you, or recital. It's not really a big-ass concert. But she's singing, and, you know, every year they do this, like, since I think kindergarten, she's been doing this every year in some way, shape, or form. But now it's like a certified class. Like she has a grade associated with this, and she's all like worried about going and yada yada. And actually, that's why I bumped um, our, our normal recording day because we had to go to her school. So we get there, yo. I was actually floored because they got you know those risers where like people you know stand and yeah. they like different levels or whatever. So they had that. They had. I mean, it must have been like. I don't know, 50 kids or what have you. And they were actually pretty damn good. Like, this is her sixth grade class. And so, auditorium is packed. Kids are singing well. And I'm looking at her throughout the whole thing like, damn, you really came up. Because I remember her voice being, you know, pretty shitty um, as, you know, the younger she was. And then I'm thinking to myself, yo, this is probably like the third or so thing in a month or so that I've had to go to school for. And if I was working at a normal job where I had to be, you know, away or not receive my kids or what have you, like, it'd be a stretch for me to be able to make these things. Mm -hmm. And, but 
So that's kind of the conflict. Like if I were working a normal nine to five, I don't know how often I'd be able to go. But the fact that I am fortunate enough to be there at these things, I think it means a, I know it means the world to them. So my five year old, you know, he has his own things that we attend as often as we can. Um, but I feel bad for those that have parents that aren't as fortunate to be able to go to these things. And I notice the substantial difference of, you know, and back to the premium Pete episode, like literally just your presence being yeah. in that moment, experiencing that with them. And in my daughter's case, she wasn't even like really into doing this. Like it was just kind of like, Oh shit, I have to do it because it's a grade and whatever, but it worked. It was amazing. Like I was, my expectations were blown and, and us just being there, I sensed her obviously getting more calm, but like afterwards, like you, you just see this, like, I don't know, this amazement in the face of just having her parents be there. So, and you guys are in a similar situation where you have more flexibility to do some of these things in certain cases and, and E, you're not there yet, but like, what do you guys, hopefully I still have it then. Yeah. Hopefully that's still available for you. But like, right. how do you guys look at that? Cause I think it's a very important thing that might go under the radar for a lot Hell of folks. Hell yeah. I think it's a blessing to be able to, yeah. Cause yeah. Basically what it boils down to is flexibility and time is, is worth way more than, than, I mean, you, you need money to survive and, you know, you, to maintain whatever lifestyle you lead, but um, to have that time to be able to do those things, you really can't equate a price tag on that. So, definitely uh definitely a blessing to be able to jump out and be able to do those things for sure plus god and, forbid and, go ahead sorry no i was just gonna say and you're right man i mean the the kids take notice of it they you know they're happy that until they're embarrassed right until they, <laughs> right. Yeah, until they don't want to see you anymore but for right now they're happy yeah. <laughs> you know but and but, I'm, I'm i'm just even uh, sorry i cut you off no, one more no, time um, I'm also just kind of amazed that your daughter's school has that program because most yeah. of the, at least a lot of the schools, especially public, I mean, there's no music, there's no art. Or, terrible, or if it is, man. it's after school. My son is hard pressed to have uh, PE, you know, every two weeks for one hour, you know, that kind of, wow. that kind of stuff. So a lot of the, all that, all those things uh, have gone away in a lot of schools. So for your daughter to have that outlet, that's a good thing. So you mean to tell me if a kid in like 10 years or five years or even now watches that movie American Pie, they won't know what Bandcamp is? <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't relate? They couldn't relate. Yeah. And it's funny. I say that to my kids all the time when they're like, uh, uh, you know that that time? So you're like, you know that time? Yeah, Bandcamp. My wife and I will tell, like finish that statement. And they look at us like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what I was going to say is, in terms of, of of taking time and doing those things, unfortunately, you just never know, you know, if we'll be here forever. And, and we won't be here forever. Obviously, we know we won't be. But um, that's what always scares me, man. Like, I'm just like, I want to soak it all in with my daughter because, I don't know, I'm just, like, dreadful. Like, God knows what could happen tomorrow, you know? That's sad. Yeah, well... <laughs> Look, we just have, we have to be lucky that we have the time that we have, and then, you know, when thing if if and when things change and that time isn't necessarily available, or you know, work schedules change and you can't and take part as much, then 
um, everyone just has to be resilient and, and, you know, work it out. But definitely we got to be lucky when, when we have the time. Am I the only one that having a child has made me think a lot about my mortality? Did that happen to you guys? Yeah. Okay. For me, for sure. Um, trying to, I don't really, I don't think about it too much. What I do think about more Buddha over here, man. (laughs) I mean, what I do think not mortality, but I think about what am I going to, how can, what am I going to leave him when, when it it is my time? Like how, how well am I going to be able to set him up for success? You know what I mean? Like, um wealth right as opposed to making some money in the short term what can i do now that i'm a father to create some wealth that i could actually pass on to him but do you think in long term or do you think in short terms i'm thinking long term like cuz i think in both like i'm i just i mean this is the way i i think about everything like i'm always one of those type of thinkers that I'm thinking about like one year, two year, three year, five year, ten years, twenty years. Like, what what happens if I'm gone in two years? What what can I leave to make sure she's okay? You know, if I okay, if I survive two years, five years, what can I make sure that she she's okay? And yeah, I don't know. I just I tend to think about that a lot. And then also just having a child made me think. Because it's like it's almost like starting the clock again on on life. Like you started a, a clock on some on another life. Click, and then you're like saying to yourself, "Well, damn, I'm already halfway through that clock for my own life." You yeah, know? I do think that too. I'm like, "Damn, man, I you know I, I I got X amount of time left." You know, in just when you look at the numbers, and it's like, right. All right, well, what I, what have I got to show for? Like, what you know, what can I do to? I got to jumpstart some things to. Well, then you I do think about life. mortality to a degree. Yeah, I do, but not, but not, but I guess in. I guess, I don't know I guess but but not in the um I just think when you before you have kids you kind of you live for yourself so you could kind of be more free about like whatever happens to you happens to you and and you don't ever think about really your death you're like I'm gonna be here doing for, what am I what am I what's what when we go party next week or what strip club am I going you know tomorrow like you're just not really thinking but when a child is now you're thinking okay like we got to make sure she's good to nine months to one year, then preschool, then, then high school, then college. And it's like all these different steps So you got, you now you're thinking, I got to make sure I'm here to provide for that person, you know? And then, and then you start to think in real years, like, okay, if I'm this age, the average, you know, rate of that someone lives, uh, male Hispanic is this, my family males in my family last till this. like, I really started doing the numbers and I'm like, well, damn, I got to, you know, there's a sense of urgency here to make sure I get enough things done that she's good before I reach like that critical point where I may not be here. Yeah. So to clarify, I don't think I don't think of it in terms of uh, nervousness or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What you said, I think of it in terms of just urgency on. All right. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, look, that's, look, that's what I mean. I'm not I, nervous. I got, I got X, Y and Z to do, you know, ideally to make sure that that, that he's OK, you know, for for the future. I'm I'm constantly doing the math. Like I'm always like, and even you, know, you I mention this all the time. Like I want to have a fourth kid, 
and I do the nu- the numbers, and I'm you want to like, have tenth kid? Let's be uh, real. Nah, I can't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely stretch out for a fourth, and I'm like shit. Like just thinking about you know the different stages and and moments where I think kids need you the most. I'm like I'm I'm pushing it to get them through college. For instance, if I have a kid, you know, roughly around now, I'm pretty confident the numbers will work themselves out, and I'll still be around if I'm you know taking care of myself but but you there's so many other variables like you can control what you can control like your nutrition exercise whatever but then you got genetics play a part like for instance my mother had yeah, cancer that's what i'm saying yeah so that runs in my family there's all no. so many different things so it does it does kind of drive you crazy starting to become a hypochondriac over yeah, here man. yeah no that's real that's real but the reality also is you got to just like live for that moment one day at a time and just like oh, try sure. try to map this shit out like you know i i try to have like you know those prototypical vehicles that if god forbid something happens you got stashes little you know a little bit everywhere where if the clock stops ticking you know you know people should be okay but right. money's finite so they got to figure yeah. shit out yeah this is one so, of our drearier episodes, I think. <laughs> it's kind of morbid, but, you know, it was good. It's, <laughs> Look, good. it's good. real. It's good information. It's real, man. It's real as hell. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> well, we can, we can at least uh, end it with a, with a good song, so. Yeah. And make right. sure you give us the catchphrase. Someone else do it. <laughs> go go ahead, Barry White. Damn, ahead, I thought you were going to do it. Indeed. It. There you go. Yo, enjoy, enjoy, uh, enjoy K and X at the end of this here. Hope you like it, and uh, please F, F and X. I'm, yeah, damn, what I say, K and X? That's it. That's it. That's your DJ buddy, ain't it? <laughs> Not to be confused with DJ F and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, F and X. F and X, uh, Daddy's baby. Daddy's baby. Word. Hoping that God protect you You made me grow up Get wise and slow up Came here with your eyes open So baby you special It started with dreams That I left the water running Fast forward That nurse told me My daughter's coming I think I remember every breath Until I watch your little hands First punch it to your mother's chest Now I learn from you Will you learn it from me And in your eyes I see a better version of me No birds of the bees Land, ocean, and seas Can never stop you From the things you're supposed to achieve You want a legacy of strong women so learn from your ancestors and find God in them uh, I'm so thankful for the man you made me And even when life gets crazy You always gonna be daddy's baby Daddy's baby, you could be an infant old lady It could be sunshine Every diaper change Spring baby is funny It's like you like the rain Despite all the flashy lights and fame 
I'ma always be in your corner, especially when you fight through pain. Little one, life is full of highs and lows, and nothing worth having is easy, that's just how it goes. But certain things happen, no one knows. But rain from the storm is the same thing that helps the flower grow. So precious and young, fresh breath in your lungs. There's power in words, so watch what you speak from your tongue. You're the moon and the sun. When this music is done, utilize the gift for good, just don't use it for fun. I'm talking to you. Now heed this wisdom that I offer to you. Always be kind, baby, cause that's the God within you And keep on walking with you I don't care how old you get, girl You always gonna be daddy's baby Daddy's baby, you could be an infant Oh, lady, it could be sunshine Protect you, and I will always be. 